When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well played here by uh, Owen. This is a uh, wrestling theme that we actually used to play as like the Friday hype music. Because this was when Robert Roode was a pretty big deal at the time. And everybody would sing along with this the theme music. And I was like, man, this kind of get, gets me pumped up. Mm. So we used it as Friday theme for a long time. That and uh, Triple H, the game. You know, they actually used to be the theme of the show. Uh-huh. You know, it's called the game. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, this cold is uh, getting you. Really throwing me off. What about the guy that he's like thirty eight and he finally got he got he got his uh, chance to shine on WWE. Um, Diamond Dallas Page. No, it's it's now like right now. This guy is. Uh, L.A. Knight? Yeah. Oh, is yeah, he still yeah, yeah. big deal right now? He is hot right now. Is he? Red hot. Red oh, hot. man. Just yeah. kind of came out of, no- well, I don't know if it came out of nowhere. It just kind of. Yeah. Does that thing? Yeah. Like yeah. That. Yeah. And there we go. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love it. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. I love it. <laughs> it kind of sounds like The Rock. <laughs> yeah. When he talks a little bit. Yeah. yeah. That's everyone's joke, is he sounds like The Rock and Stone Cold. It's just, yeah, Roman said it last week, too, actually. Yeah. Smashed together. By the way, Owen, he went to AEW Collision this past I did Saturday. Yeah. How was uh, the AEW experience? It was, a, it was a good show. Honestly, like, I was kind of disappointed in the Wichita crowd. Like, it didn't feel that hot. And, you know, oh, yeah. shows are way better when the crowd is way into it. And I felt kind of quiet for most of the night. But we were in the second row on the floor. It was oh right behind the timekeeper's table. It so was, you're right there. Yeah, it was pretty sick. I can't lie. Did you like you yell at any of the wrestlers? Like, boo, get out of here. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's part of it. Yeah. yeah. You got you to. Gotta yeah. As my grandpa used to say, you're close enough to get spit on. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> got to be careful. It's, luckily, we're not those days anymore. But yeah, that's yeah. A, that was a common occurrence. <laughs> you know who my fave was always? Uh, Jim Cornette. Interesting. <laughs> no, just Inter- he has his, a podcast. His now. podcast is lit. He man, he really goes. Wait, after criticizes people. everything. He really hates everything. It all. Well, and it's because it's not like what it used to be in the eighties. That's sure. that's the only thing. He he feels like eighties wrestling was peak wrestling. It still had the integrity of kayfabe, and what that means is, you know. Or the boys aren't hanging out at bars afterwards when like good guys hanging out with the bad guys. You know, they kept it storyline. They, they kept, kept their kayfabe. They kept the characters. You know, they they were the characters outside of the ring, and like yeah. you know, it's not that way anymore. No, you know? it's not. So it's it's not what wrestling should be. It's getting annoying, honestly. Uh, he is. Yeah, boy. he's getting there. All right, um, cats. Uh, unfortunately, no cat attack, guys. No cat cat attack this week. Not gonna happen. Uh, too many L's, so looking for football to bounce back. Saturday, 2 o'clock against Baylor. Baylor is not good. 
Uh, they right. have struggled greatly. Uh, Ashley Hodge from six and three sixty five is going to join us on Thursday, and I'm sure he's. Uh, it's it's probably not going to be too positive. I don't no. know what you can say really about Baylor. That would be positive. They just went to overtime at home with Houston two weeks ago. K State just absolutely murdered Houston, and Baylor lost to overtime. They did. to Houston. They, they lost did. in overtime. It was a two point conversion. <laughs> Houston pulled a Cats. Um, and Houston pulled it off. Wow. I shouldn't say pulled a cast. They, they just, it wasn't the same scenario, I guess, in a way it was, but they were going for the W with a two-point conversion when they didn't need to, and they got the dub. They got uh, they got the win. So congratulations wow. to Houston and their second Big 12 victory. Wow. Um, men's basketball looking to uh, redeem themselves on Friday against Bellarmine. Uh, volleyball, they have a, is Texas top 10? believe they are. I think yeah, Texas is yeah, top they 10. Are, or yeah. They're top 25, no doubt about it. I mean, Texas is really good at volleyball, and they're coming to town tomorrow night. When's that um, matchup start at Morgan Family Arena? 6.30. 6.30, there you go. Go out to the, the morgue. Gene Taylor, not a big fan of calling it the morgue. Uh, yeah, thank you. That was you. not yeah. my yeah. – uh, it just kind of came out. I kind of liked the ring to it. Uh, they've been pretty good at home. I mean, you know. It's... <laughs> he doesn't like the morgue. No, it's, oh. not a, it's not exactly the most lively reference. Hey. Now, for a Halloween yeah. reference, maybe, but number three. Yeah, they're good. Mm. But you know who uh, else is really good and took care of business of uh, uh, who Casey took care of business of? BYU twice. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Who was number what? Six, seven, eight. They eight. were eight at the time. Smash yeah, top them. ten. I mean, dominated. Unfortunately, the Cats got swept, uh, lost the two matches over the weekend at KU, which Ugh. is another top twenty-five opponent. I, you know, I argue they probably should have won the first match. Uh, they got swept in straight sets in, in match two, but they'll be back. They'll be fine. Run to an NCAA tournament, not over. Uh, but back to basketball. The K-State men losing last night, eighty-two uh, sixty-nine. Uh, listen, guys, I hear the frustrations. It was a frustrating game to watch when it came to. It'd be a brick city. Um, <laughs> even though it was a ton of bricks, they still managed to score 69 points. And even if it, you know, that bad of a game when it came to shooting the basketball, they could actually probably still beat a pretty decent amount of teams with the way they played. But when you want to beat some of the best teams in the country, it being this early, it's tough to go out and beat a team like USC who's going to be – you know, this is going to be a USC team that's going to be one of the best they've had in quite a long time in Southern California and Los Angeles. And Matt Infield, who has taken the team to like one Sweet 16 during his time, I mean, it's got to be that kind of team. They can be certainly that kind of team. Who was saying it last night that this might be one of the best backcourts in college basketball this year? Mm-hmm. And K-State played them game one. And I got to say, even though it was an L, I agree with Coach Tang's comment uh, what was it last week when he said that? And this, I'm not. This isn't an exact quote or anything, but he's like, "Win or lose, we kind of win." You know, it's like we're, we're going to go on the road. We're going to learn a lot about ourselves, mm-hmm. and we're going to get a winning, you know, a winning lesson. Right. Again, this is kind of this is completely butchering what coach said, but it was in that kind of vein. Like it was, you're going to get something positive out of this win or lose, and if you lose, like what coach said last night. They got exposed, but they got exposed to a really good team, and they're going to learn a lot more about themselves playing so early against a very quality opponent than you are by playing a bunch of cupcakes before you head, you know, 
to the Bahamas to play a couple of named teams. Right. Where you don't have a good feel for exactly what kind of a team you are at that point because you've been tuning up, tuning up, tuning up, tuning up. And, oh, now let's bring this on them. Right. Now you've got that experience behind him. And, by the way, given the way that K-State fans turned out last night in Vegas, you've got that experience in front of a crowd where things popped a bit. So you gained being able to do that in front of a predominantly favoring crowd as opposed to being at home where it may feel more like a sleepwalk, not because of the crowd per se, but just because of who you're playing. Now, the positives, rebounding was very good. 23 offensive rebounds, it just, you know, they weren't cashing in on the buckets. And I mentioned in the first hour that Case had six offensive turnovers, just five points to show for it. They ended with 23 offensive rebounds and 15 second chance points. So not as many offensive rebounds, but they were making, they were getting a lot more buckets off of those missed, uh, you know, those first shots of the possession and still getting some offensive rebounds. But I wanted to take a look at a more of an individual game with this segment. And I want to talk about the guys that are going to be in the starting lineup throughout the year. Um, you know, and with the style of play, K-State's going to need a lot of bodies this year. It's not your typical try to grind down the roster to a good seven or eight players and rotate those guys and go win some ball games. K-State's looking to play fast this year. They're looking to push the tempo, get up the floor after a made bus- bucket or a rebound, and try to go get a, a quick bucket and go get some fast points and get a lot of shots up with this five-out offense. So with that, you're going to need some fresh bodies, and you're going to need to rotate some guys. And with no Quez Glover right now, no um, Naquan Tomlin for the foreseeable future whenever he comes back right now, I mean, there's no questions to red shirts. Right now, it's all hands on deck. Everybody with a scholarship is going to be playing right now. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's going to be. Some more than ever. Others, like Michaela Rich, I was surprised he only played four and a half minutes. Yeah, that was crazy. Four and a half minutes for mm-hmm. the freshman who was really impressive. Yeah. He had a thunderous dunk in the uh, exhibition. Would go get some points and some rebounds. But if you look at the starters in the game for K-State, the, the three reliable scores right now that you look to be the best best scores, and Arthur Kaluma, Tyler Perry, and Cam Carter – well, Tyler Perry finished with 22 points. Cam Carter, 15. Arthur Kluma with just six. And what I didn't like, obviously, with the shooting is they did not together finish with a great shooting percentage. 10 of 44 for 22.7% from three. They were 8 of 26 for 30.7%. But I felt like if we saw any consistency from one player, Cam Carter for the first two games, the exhibition in the game against USC, very positive consistency. As in, he's going to go score the basketball for you. He's going to be a much more selfish player in a good way. Instead of looking to distribute and being maybe over the top a good teammate, being more selfish and just go score the basketball and put the ball up in the air more and try to get some points on jumpers, he's going to do that more. And so far, it's been really good. Mm -hmm. And last night with 15 points, he was 4 of 9 from 3, got to the free throw line a little bit, grabbed rebounds, had some assists, had some steals. K-State played some good first-half defense, and Cam Carter was a big part of that. So I like what I've seen from Cam so far. Arthur Kaluma, to be honest with you, has been the opposite. He was okay in the exhibition, 
But right now, the three, the transfer from Creighton, I thought last night wasn't solid, to be honest with you. He played nearly 36 minutes and had six points. He rebounds well. I will give him that. And that's what I was really, truly excited about is his ability to go rebound. He was going to be a great rebounding addition to K-State, but he also is supposed to score. That's what he did at Creighton. He was a scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he averaged 12.6 rebounds a game. Not the best three-point shooter, but you know he's been a consistent double-digit scorer ever since he started playing college basketball. So he needs to get out there and go get you double digits. He was a... He was fine in the first five minutes. Got to the free throw line. He got a bucket. He was rebounding. He was really all Case A had in the first five minutes. But after the first five minutes, he was not a scoring threat. He would get shots up. Shots maybe he was comfortable with at times, and some maybe, you know, is probably a low percentage shot. And maybe not exactly what you're looking for. But he was trying to shoot from all three levels, and it was one of 11 from the floor. He had only had one point in the last 35 minutes of the game. The rebounding is great. Too many turnovers with four. It was not a good line. So from this game to Bellarmine, who I'm looking for the most improvement and looking for a big jump, is Arthur Kaluma. Because with his athletic ability and how K-State's going to really need him to play some huge minutes when you don't have an Aquan Tomlin you're going to need him to step up. Tyler Perry's growth in the game last night, I really appreciated it. That kid is, let me make this very clear, Tyler Perry is going to be a absolute stud this year. I think he's going to be K-State's lead player. He is going to be the top scorer. He's going to be the best shooter. Coach Tang went out on a limb and said he's the best shooter. He could be the best shooter in the country. Mm. Last night, he was not the best shooter in the country. But can he be? I think absolutely. And we saw a taste of it in the second half. Did not shoot well in the first half. He was, what, one for six, one for seven from three. Just could not buy a buck. And that was the first half against um, Emporia State in the exhibition. Just could not buy a bucket. But in the second half, he turned it on. And he was K-State's best player in the second half, I thought, with – you know, K-State did not play good second-half defense. They just didn't. It was not very good. But he was making shots, and he was starting to knock down threes, and he started to get into rhythm. And that's just what's missing right now from his play. It's taken a long time for him to get in any kind of rhythm. A little bit more, I thought, in this game than he did in the exhibition. But at the end of the night, the shooting wasn't great, but he had a nice line. He hit four threes. He got to the foul line nine times. Six rebounds, 22 points, six assists, and four steals. Mm. If you just look past all the missed shots he had and not a great shooting percentage, he was incredible last night. Mm. He had some fantastic numbers last night, but you got to look away from all the missed shots he had. Take away that, and he was balling. He really was. So we just need to see a few more shots to fall. If we can get a lot of that kind of Tyler that we saw last night with just a few more shots going, he's going to be a killer this year. This That's team, all I got to say. <laughs> this team, once they hit some shots, look out. They they are so athletic, and you start making some shots, and all of a sudden things on the other end get a little bit simpler, and you start to play a little freer, and you, that confidence building up. 
but uh, you shoot like they shot last night, and it's hard to it's hard to say. Okay, let's go back on the other end and shut them down. It's well, the, hard. the bricks were too contagious, mm-hmm. just too contagious. It was affecting everybody. I mean, R.J. Jones was, you know, just as anybody as comfortable of taking shots from distance, and you know, layups were missed. Case it was also really bad from two. Mm. I mean, just the layups and two point shooting for K State was. Extremely rough. Let me let me do some quick math because I forgot to tally this up earlier. Um, trying to do some quick math here, real quick. Three seven. So oh, no, thirty eight. So K State was fourteen of thirty eight from two last night. Ooh. You got your phone out, real quick. Can we do a uh, some quick math here, real quick? I might try to beat you to it. Fourteen divided by thirty eight is thirty six and a half percent. That's not going to work. No. Shots just need to start falling, and that was really the tr- the true issue. Turnovers, too many turnovers in that first half. Um, but, man, were they getting to the foul line? Were they rebounding? They were doing so many things right. So many things right. USC did a good job, I thought, of capitalizing on just making some more shots, and you know they got outran a little bit as well against K-State, and Cats have a tough time stopping it. But... I saw a lot, I saw enough positives to be very optimistic about this year and still think absolutely this is a tournament team. Mm. And also remember, you don't want your team playing his best basketball at the beginning of the year. Right. You want your team to be playing the best basketball at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I heard that somewhere. Mm. I thought it was cheesy, but absolutely true. <laughs> thought I'd throw it in there at the end. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to hear from K-State quarterback Will Howard next. I was expecting you to rap. Papa Twist, Kevin John Instinct. Oh, man, I love this song, by the way. We're back in the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and Owen Burke. Owen, who's your favorite rapper of all time? Of all time? That's a very tough question. You seem like a guy that likes rap. I am I am definitely more of a rap fan. I love J. Cole a lot. Like I like lyricists, guys that like tell a story kinda as we go along. I had my Eminem phase growing up. I'm like a big uh the original Slim Shady LP that came out in ninety eight. It's probably my favorite Eminem album. So okay. Yeah, it's uh I do dabble in classic rock here and there, so I can keep up a little bit. I cannot keep up with Troy at all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. <laughs> I might be able to keep up with keep with up with things. like his knowledge. Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. No, yeah, not a chance. He's kind of smart. He's okay. You dabble in classic rock. Yeah, yeah. My that's you know my mom always talks about. She doesn't know where my music taste went wrong because she doesn't like rap at all, but she loves like rock music. That's what we listened I was to growing up. Very influenced by my dad in my music taste for sure. I've and I've definitely taken it and expanded it. He he likes his particular bands. He loves. Pink Floyd and the Eagles, ZZ Top. He, he's got a taste, uh, even though I just gave you three bands that are not a lot like each other. <laughs> um, 
but uh, but you can see like they're not like each other, but you can see where someone would well, like those three. See, he likes a lot of that classic rock rock he grew up with, but just randomly he loves Rob Zombie, <laughs> and he wants to go to a Rob Zombie show. Wow! And unfortunately, he and Alice Cooper were just in Bonner Springs. Yeah, they were September, but Manhattan yeah. was playing, so I couldn't go. You know, um, as a kid, I was petrified of Rob Zombie. I thought he was the scariest person on earth. And then one day I was <clears throat> talking on the phone with somebody and Thunder Kiss 65, that music video came up and it was on mute. And I'm watching him in that video and I'm like, <laughs> Rob Zombie's a huge dork is what he is. <laughs> Rob Zombie, he was going like this into the camera and they're going, <laughs> with his hands. And I go, this guy is not, he's not terrifying, Dave. He's a theater guy, man. This guy's well. He was on. when he was in White Zombie. Oh yeah, he's just a he's just a guy putting on a, a costume. You know what I mean? He's he's not scary. I really, I it, it, it dawned on me like I knew a kid growing up like that that would do that with his like his camcorder. He would make like cool videos of going. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh god, that's Rob Zombie, man. And and then Rob turns around and does movies. Yeah, he's really good at it. Remember earlier, um, you know, before the season started, we did almost it was basically a show or like a week of shows talking about what Will Howard could do in 2023. And it was it was mostly a conversation on just touchdowns and how we expected K-State because, gosh, over the last 10 years, K-State has either been dead last or second to last in passing offense in the Big 12 and how that was going to be so much different hmm. in 2023. In passing offense, we'll get you the pecking order in the Big 12 after we hear from Will Howard. But also, I was I, I just spoke for myself here. I didn't know about you guys. But I was expecting Will to set new passing touchdown records at K-State with his performance in 2023. Well, he, he threw for four touchdowns, and he finally – finally had a 300-yard passing day. It took 31 tries, <laughs> but he got his 300-yard passing uh, against the Texas Longhorns. Will Howard now has 18 passing touchdowns this year, which is a new record for him in a single season. In his career, he now has 42 passing touchdowns. He needs three more, and he'll have the most passing touchdowns all time. Wow. Three more. Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's a chance. I mean, I think there's no doubt it, it'll get done. Um, it'll get done. But also in a single season, L. Roberson at 24. Mm. Will Howard's at 18. To be truly honest with you, the, the, the career passing touchdown thing is is pretty cool. You know, if you shout out, hey, you know, K-State's record for most passing touchdowns in a season, L. Roberson had in 2003 with 24. If you go with that at another fan base, I nobody's going to see that as impressive. Uh, no. For no. that being the all-time record, yeah. Will Howard has a chance, honestly, to you know surpass that by a pretty decent number. It just depends, obviously. Um, but him holding those two records with the four years of play that he's had is – I mean, don't take anything away from him. That's an impressive yeah, feat. For sure. I. You know what's funny? I was just thinking about this the other day because I saw a stat on what Brock Bowers has done at uh, – Georgia, the tight end, the numbers that he's put up as a tight end oh, yeah. compared to the ones that we were talking about, the Mount Rushmore, yeah. it's it's 
it's insane how I mean he's and then I looked up top ten uh, tight end seasons of all time and there are some guys that were scoring I mean really scoring some touchdowns <laughs> man I mean it, it's sad but uh, still got a storied history still. After a hell of an effort against Texas, the Cats still fell short and lost 33-30 in overtime. They are now 6-3. and K-State Media caught up earlier today with Will Howard. Here's uh, uh, a little bit from his press conference earlier today. What's the locker room been like or, you know, the kind of the atmosphere around the team right now? You know, after that game, we were hurt, I'm not going to lie. Um, everybody was hurting. We lost to a really good team in a game that we should have won, and, and the way that we lost was was brutal, you know, because you're so close and you come back from being down so much. It's it's tough. It takes a toll, but, you know, we flushed that now. You know, we're on to the next because who knows what could happen. We just got to control what we can control and, and take care of business this week at Baylor because it's a it's a really good road team that, that they are and they've got some really good talent, so we gotta we got to take care of business. We can't let Texas beat us twice. I don't know if you saw what Ben said post-game. Give me your thoughts on that. Man, that guy, that guy means the world to me. Our friendship goes so much further than this game, and I think you could kind of tell from the, from the emotion that that he uh, exuded there. But, you know, just him being willing to put himself out there like that for me, I, I couldn't be more grateful to have a, have a teammate like him, but to have a friend like him. And, you know, I could say that about a ton of the other guys in the locker room, but, you know, the bond that us two have is special. And um, I know you guys could probably see that in the, in the emotion that he showed and, and even that I showed, you know, after hearing what, what he said. Man, it meant the world. It really did. And having Keegan step up like that in that game, how important is that to this offense? It was big. And, uh, you know, Keegan, he's been through a lot, and uh, he's, he's battled. And I'm, I'm really excited for that kid because, you know, he, he, he wants it, and I can tell. You know, you can can tell the toll that all of his, you know, kind of injuries and, and the, the stuff that he's been through has, has affected him. And uh, to see the, the, the way that he's fought back and, and – um, the success that he had last week is, is only scratching the surface of what he can do, and I know he, he knows that. He's, he's going to continue to work, and I know he, he wants it as bad as anybody. You know, he's, he's as talented as I come, and, you know, if, if he can stay healthy and, and continue to do and build on what he did last week, it's going to be exciting for him. On second and third and goal, I guess what was the initial read or the initial look? What were you? If it worked out well, what was going to be there? Uh, on second and goal, it was we ran a little a little draw with a pop pass to DJ, um, and it just ended up getting batted down. D lineman made a good play on it. You know, it's cost of doing business. Sometimes you, you have a little wasn't, wasn't necessarily a trick play, but more of a kind of a gadget play, and and it, it, it would have been would have been a contested catch, but D lineman made a good play. And then third down, we just ran a little mesh concept in the in the red zone. They they zone it off you know I, I went through my reads and tried to pound it on Keegan but you know they they had everybody pretty pretty gloved up so credit to them they, they did a good job but you know with, with the information we had at the time we we did all that we could and you know obviously hindsight's 2020 you want to look back and say oh you know maybe that was a man beater and we want a zone beater but you can't predict what they're going to do we did we did what we could with the information we had and, and gave it our all and we left it all out there and that I'm proud of that once again, that's K-State quarterback Will Howard passing offense for K-State right now in the Big 12 um, through nine games, both, and then through six games in Big 12 play, both overall and both in conference games. K-State out of 14 teams is eighth um, in the Big 12, so almost right there in the middle of the uh, of the pecking order. So, you know, 
it's a little bit better than what it used to be. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit better than what it has been over the last 10 years. Uh, the I mean, the only exception was when, you know, Jake Waters just went off with the passing yards and he had two 1,000-yard receivers back in 2014. Other than that, the last 10, 11 years, you've either been dead last or second to last in the Big 12 um, in passing yards. I want to bring up, you know, Will Howard, even though six and three, it's not exactly the spot Casey was hoping to be in when it comes to a possibility of going to a Big 12 championship game right now. The odds not in their favor. Um, and whatever you have to say about the wide receivers and either the effort or just the overall production, Will Howard is right now 45 yards away from 2,000 passing um, on the year. You know, I was looking at the passing yards um, records as well, and especially in a single season. You know, if he throws for 700 more yards, he has a top five passing yard season ever. Wow in K-State football history. And I'm thinking, you know, 700 yards in four more games is very Mm -hmm. doable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe flying a little under the radar, but Will Howard is actually having a pretty special season Mm -hmm. when it comes to individual performance. And, of course, he couldn't do with the wide receivers. I'm very happy that Keegan Johnson has finally had himself a game. He's finally had himself... A, a, you know, it's 70 yards, right? Or 70 something yards. It's not the biggest day in the world. And there hasn't been very many, honestly, 100 yard receiving days. There's been very few of them, actually. It's been more spread out. You, you got some, nobody is a true, like, deep threat or anything. Maybe Jace Brown will be that difference, but it, it, it could be way worse. And it wouldn't be where it is without Will Howard throwing the football mm-hmm. and being efficient. Being more accurate lately, um, especially when he's on, you know, he's scrambling. So, Will Howard definitely deserves more praise for the season he's been having, and it's not over. Still three games left. Baylor is the opponent on Saturday at 2 o'clock. Powercade game day is at 10 in, uh, in the morning. We'll take a quick break. Number one song of the day coming up next. Hey gang, let's do this. Um, when's the last time you got duped online? Like you bought something and it ended up being like really tiny or uh, bad, the wrong color or broken or whatever? You know, I actually lucked out in that I ordered what is an AM, FM, Bluetooth, uh, uh, shortwave. Shower radio. Not, <laughs> not shower radio, but one, you know, portable for being able to utilize... In various locations, and like it came. A shower? It, it no, <laughs> dude. That's what the phone and Bluetooth is for. It's like you know, maybe three inches tops. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> floored me. I lucked out. It works great. Right, but it just. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's all. Awesome. That just didn't look right. Just, no, you know, I I wouldn't say I've been. I don't know if dupes the right word. I think of a lot of this has been there. Yeah. It wasn't too long ago I felt, you know, I really need a Wayne's World shirt. So I bought a Wayne's World shirt. Never arrived. And no, I got here. I put it on. Too small. Oh. But honestly, oh, where so the John issue Cena was. Size. 
the, the issue was, I was, you know, I'm just getting fat, you know. So I, was like, I, I put on a few pounds. It's my fault. Here, here I was going to give you credit for ordering the Smedium. <laughs> I tried to get one of those. Have you ever seen those, like, guns you put in, like, the bubble stuff? And you shoot, and they, like, sprays a bunch of bubbles. I go, ooh, the girls are going to like that. And I, I showed up, and it was the size of a little keychain. And I was like, what? And then even that, I mean, it was tiny. And it still took four of those little disc batteries. I go, those are like $19, yeah. dude. Yeah. I go, Timu, you got me. You glad, boy. I'm glad you bit the bullet on that one, because I almost pulled the sugar on that dude, one. Dude, that thing looked cool. Yeah, man. my son loves and bullet. I, I swear like, this is a to win -win. God, it showed somebody, like, pulling the trigger, you know. But no, you can't. You can't hold it. It's tiny. Does no one have one? When's the last time you've been duped? Uh, you know, it wasn't even ordering some. I was literally just buying a hoodie in store at work the other day, and I was like, I need a new purple hoodie. It's just a plain Nike one, and now this is the complete wrong shade of purple. It's oh. not. It's not K State. It's not Baltimore. It hurts my feelings. Oh, what did you? What'd you get? It was just a just a standard Nike embroidered hoodie. Mm. Just the, the the standard stage. You, you know, speaking of bubbles, are bubble baths are they still a thing? Do people do bubble baths still? Well, they are a thing in my household. That's for sure. Yeah, Calgon. Calgon takes her away. <laughs> Not right. You say Calgon? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> Speaking of Wayne's world, yep. that oh, is this. great. That is pretty quick very, comeback. Already. Wrong sales item, but you're in the neighborhood. I yes. really like that. That was fantastic. You know, I've never been in a family where you use a detergent that's like the uh, you pour it from a box. Yeah. Oh, no. Never been. I don't. Is that a poor thing or what? I. I so no. That's how some of us had to grow up. I definitely, when I was a bachelor, that's what I bought. The the, the, the liquids stuff. weren't a thing. Yeah. In hmm. the 70s. You, you never poured. That's it. too bad. <laughs> What a great thing about being born in 1990. <laughs> you never used dry? No. Wow. No. I have used my fair share of dry detergents for sure. All right. Yeah. Uh, Owen's giving us the countdown here. So uh, I, I suppose we, uh, we call it a day. D.Y. from uh, Case Center Line will join us tomorrow for Owen, Deej, Troy, Mitch. Go Cats. Go vote. <laughs>